First and foremost, I acknowledge the traditional owners of the land upon which we, myself, and my guests record today's podcast. I extend respect and gratitude to the elders past, present, and emerging of those nations, and to all Aboriginal peoples listening today. Always was, always will be. You're listening to Yas Queen, the podcast where we talk about everything without knowing anything about everything. This is episode six and our second queer chat. We'll be doing these types of episodes here, there and everywhere. This episode, I'll be joined by current reigning Queen of Australia and two-time drag performer of the year, Art Simone. Art is a drag artist, entertainer and producer from Melbourne, Australia. She is known globally for her colourful and unique drag imagery and has appeared in multiple national ad campaigns, television appearances and films. Art is a well-versed performer who has toured with headliner cabaret shows, produced large-scale drags productions, and has worked hard to bring drag to regional communities throughout Australia. Join the diva from Down Under and throw some shrimp on this Barbie doll. We talk all about drag and art herself and everything in between. Here we go. Okay, and welcome to Yas Queen. Today I am joined by Art Simone. Welcome. Oh, oh, thank you for having me. Hello, everybody out there in the uh, interweb slash radio slash, oh, wherever, about bathroom walls, all the above. <laughs> I love that, the bathroom walls. I wonder who's going to be listening to the bathroom walls, but if you're into that, you Well, you never know. Someone could be listening to it in a cubicle and they could be hearing the uh, noise come through um, the other side. You never know. You never know. I've never actually thought about that, but now I'm going to think about that every time I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> okay. Oh God, that's what I'm here for. Yes. Um, can you tell us where you were based and tell us a little or as much about you as you'd like to tell us? Yes, well, for those that don't know who I am, my name is Art Simone. I'm a drag queen from Melbourne, Australia, born and bred here. Um, uh, I, up until a few days ago, was a full-time working professional drag queen. <laughs> I was very busy, lots of fingers in many pies, but unfortunately the bakery is empty at the moment. Um, but <laughs> um, uh, no, like, uh, yeah, I'm a, I guess I'm just a fabulous um crazy drag clown um that's what i do that's what i do yeah and how long have you been doing drag for um professionally this is coming up to my 10th year um but i've been doing drag like since i was in like 13 14 years old is when i really started playing with makeup and um creating looks and everything in my little bedroom and documenting it um but yeah professionally for about 10 we'll say that it rounds out to that 10 yeah, yeah. We're not giving away your age at all then. Um, no, no, I, I'm, I'm 12. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a quick 10 years when you started when you were 13. Um, yeah, I'll tell you what, I actually, I'm actually ageing in reverse. You may not know this about me, but I am the Benjamin Button of drag. Um, I, I am so that could, It could be the Botox, but you never know. We'll, we'll find out after the quarantine if I was really getting Botox. We'll see if my face drops. You haven't. I don't trust you on that. <laughs> All natural, just like my face. 
Yes, very natural. <laughs> and what made you start doing it? Um, so I really was into makeup. Um, as a uh, in high school, I I was so fascinated by like makeup and the transformative uh, process of it. I was really into horror movies um, as as a as a kid in high school. So I used to that was my excuse to be able to buy makeup, and so my mum wouldn't think I was gay. Uh, <laughs> Are you gay? In my head, that was the reason. I know, right? Um, it was. It was like you said, mum wouldn't. To me, it was like, oh, she won't know because I'm getting it for like scary makeup, like you know, like blood and like zombies and skeletons and stuff. But I do all that and I loved it. But then I'd also be using like my black eyeliner to do like fierce cat eyes and everything. Um, so I really, I really started through the makeup world, and then I got really sick of. Um, kind of just doing like these boy characters so I started playing with like the drag side of it and it all just kind of flourished from there because I realized it's much more fun to throw on lips and lashes than it is covering yourself in fake blood yeah but I'm sure you still cover yourself in fake blood all the time well I do I do and sometimes <laughs> it's not even fake but that's for another podcast Ooh, um, yes <laughs> I want to know about all that <laughs> Oh, it's, it's coming out of my three-part book series that I'm going to be writing in my newfound free town. Oh. Um, it's going to be great. Yeah, it's not, uh, I've just decided that right now. So you've got the hot... The, 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 Jeez, the, hot the, off the hot press. Off the yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. I'm very creative. I've got to get creative in these times. Yeah. It's very good. You are saying, like, before we started, you're going to start making lots of foamies while you're... A lot of free time. Yes, so. that is one of my favourite things. I love making foam wigs. Um, so I've stocked up on all my different materials just in case they really lock us down and I'll just be making different hats every day. Um, that's great because I love glitter and latex and foam and wire. Uh, yeah. It's very masculine of me. It, that is very is mask. Mask for mask, yeah. as I would say. Yeah, yeah that's, that's very true. Well, no, of the time, what they're saying at the moment is mask for mask because, um, you know, we are meant to be wearing the face mask. Oh, yeah, very so. true, very true. <laughs> oh, gosh. I was just seeing everyone, like, sewing all these masks and they're like, do you want me to sew you one? I'm just like, yeah, I do. But then, like, you've touched it and breathed on it. So Well, that's, yeah, I don't even know. And, and is there any, like, uh, special rules about what type of fabrics can be used and blah, blah, blah? So I don't know. I'm just staying uh, away from humans, which I have been practising for a long time in my life, well, personal life. So, you know, at least I'm, I'm qualified on that behalf. You are definitely qualified. Where I'm not, I love people and I'm out drinking all the time. So hence why I probably got a little sniffle. Um, a little social butterfly. You've only got a sniffle because you've been crying. That's all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No work, no work. All I can do is record podcasts, which I'm not mad about, really. Okay. Well, I will I will shatter the illusion. Um, I am in bed at the moment, but that's okay. Um, I am still wearing a full gown at the moment, though, because I only sleep in full drag, um, just to feel the fantasy, just to so let everyone at home, like, picture exactly what's... And I've got my Bengal cat at my feet. Um, well, she's not Bengal at all. She's just a... Tabby, but that's okay. In my head, she's uh, uh, you know, she could be in drag too. It's true, uh, that is very true. And people don't know because we're not recording this for video, so mm, just recording. Mm, I just to make sure of the FBI, I have stuck a post it note over my front facing camera, so just so you know. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared now because I've got so many cameras staring at me, and I'm just like, is actually anybody watching me? And because the system that I use is like for video conferencing so i'm scared now 
It's okay. That's all right. At least someone's it. Just wave to the camera regardless. Hello. Yes, hello. You know, maybe I keep thinking every now and then that we're just on, a, on the Truman Show and this is all fake and they're watching us and enjoying everything that's happening. So I hope you're enjoying the viewership, darlings. Yes. Oh, God, I spent too long indoors. Help me. <laughs> well, there's another six months of that. I can show you for that. Oh, <laughs> yay. Um, how would you describe your drag and what inspires you? Um, I guess my drag aesthetic has definitely changed over the years. I used to be known as a really, like, I was very, I was definitely in the alternative drag scene. I was very, like, conceptual and thought out. And um, I was the prop queen. I always had, like, a thousand props on stage. Um, and then, like, over the years, I evolved into something that's a lot more campy and colourful and uh, a bit more of a comedy queen. I love being silly. I really, uh, I think I started off doing drag more for myself. It was like a, a self-expression to, uh, you know, show how I was feeling and get through things. And then I, I worked out that I much prefer uh, performing and putting stuff out into the world that makes other people happy or um, forget about things. So I, I definitely see my like drag as being a camp comedy uh, court jester, essentially. Um, super colourful, super um, uh, fun. I definitely still have my like ooky spooky kooky side that comes out during Halloween from all the years where I used to uh, work at Dracula's and do stuff there. But um, yeah. I guess that's what I'm all about. I'm just a good time gal, you know? Yeah, everything. Throw something at you and you'll be able to do it, I'm sure. <laughs> and if you, don't follow, if you don't follow art on uh, Instagram, you really need to do that because you pull looks like no other, that's for sure. Oh, and now I've got time. I've got no excuses to do ooky spooky and uh, fun different ones. Yeah. But I'm kind of growing attached to my facial hair as well because it's just kind of fun to see what happens, so... You know, I am, I'm torn. I'm torn. But oh, you could do like a bearded queen look. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, I could. I wouldn't even know what to do. Oh, oh. Please, please grow it out so we can see a bearded queen. Please. I think, please. I think I'd just end up looking like my grandmother if I did that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh. No, it's Comment. fun. It's fun. Um, where did your drag name come from? Um, so, uh, my name came from a, a bunch of different reasons. Um, so first of all, uh, Art is actually an androgynous name because it's short for Arthur. Um, so there's actually like in the US, there's heaps of guys that are called Art. Um, so I picked that because um, I was, I, I, I liked it. I forecasted into the future and I was like, I'm going to be doing so much work and so much building up lots of content and uh, material and networking and everything over the years, but I might not want to do drag for the rest of my life. Like I might get to a certain point and be like, okay, I'm sick of dressing like a lady, but I still want to work somehow in the industry. I might still want to um, design costumes or produce headpieces or work through photography or styling or entertainment management. Um, so I wanted a name that I could carry through even if I stopped dressing like a lady. Um, so, you know, cause it'd be awkward if my name was like Ophelia Cox and, and I still wanted to keep using all my contacts and be like, hello, it's Ophelia Cox here. Um, you know, <laughs> wouldn't really work. Um, so that's where that came from. Um, the other side of it too is like, I went to uh, uh, the VCA and studied fine art photography 
And um, during my time there, I just, they kept on being like, you're never going to be an artist. You're too commercial, blah, 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 blah. Um, so when I picked my name, it was such like a childish, like, fuck you. If you say I'm not going to, I can't be an artist, I'm going to call myself art. Uh, oh. <laughs> very childish. And then Simone is just a pretty lady's name. So I like that. And I also want to make uh, on, the, on the record now, my name has nothing to do with Simon and Garfunkel. Someone brought that to me later on in my life because... It was like, I think his name's like Art Simon. No, is it Simon? Art Garfunkel is, you know, Simon and Garfunkel? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that one, of their, one of their names is actually like Art, like their first name is. Oh. I'm going to Google this right now. One moment, please. Yes. Back to you in the studio. Gar, how do you even spell Garfunkel? Jeez. Garfunkel. That'll do. I'll just tell you right now. Wow, the NBN is so good at the moment. Um... Oh, they're American folk rock duo. That's really good. Love that for them. That's so exciting. <laughs> Come on, Wikipedia. Yeah, Art Garfunkel and Paul Simon. So someone thought I took Art and Simon together and got Art Simone because I love Simon and Garfunkel. Here um, we are now Googling them because we were like, who the fuck are they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Oh, they sang Mrs. Robinson. Oh, that's good. Oh, love that. yes, 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 yes. Now it yeah, maybe... Maybe I'll just perform that as my next drag number. That could be good. Yeah, imagine. Everyone would be like, oh, now makes sense where you got your name from. Because <laughs> everyone's like, it must be a pun. Oh. It must be. Oh, I haven't worked it out yet. I'm like, keep looking. Oh, I love that with mine. They're like, Timberlina. So what's that? I'm just like. Yeah, what, what does it mean? <laughs> I was like, there was a cocktail at a bar and I liked it. Yeah, yeah. And now that's my name. And my boy name is Tim. So there we go. Makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, nothing else to it, really. Um, <laughs> this one, I because I put out on my Instagram yesterday um, some questions from mm-hmm. people, and I feel like the Newcastle Queens are obsessed with you up here, so they went buck wild with their questions. This is one of them. They said, um, what's some advice for new drag performers? What could you give them some hot tips about? Um, I'm trying not to put a... Um, uh, uh, such a sad tone on everything at the moment, but uh, <laughs> for those that aren't listening to this in the current, you may, you, they might, you might be listening to this 10 years down the track. Um, we're all unemployed at the moment. Um, so my current advice would be don't do it. <laughs> um, Simple. Um, yeah, please don't do it. There's no work at all, but you know, drag isn't about the work. Drag is about whatever you get out of it. So you may just really enjoy expressing yourself. You may enjoy performing. You may enjoy getting creative, seeing the other side of your personality. Um, so I think that is actually a good point is good advice is to kind of sit back and see a workout or discover what you want out of drag. What, what draws you to it? You know, some people love it because they love the attention. They love like feeling like a superstar. Some people love it because um, they you know, it's their way to express themselves creatively. And um, it's it's really good for that. Like me personally, drag for me, I, I not only really enjoy entertaining people, but um, doing it and being creative is actually really imperative to my mental health. Um, I had a, uh, I, there was some reason why I couldn't perform. I oh, know, I think it was like two years ago, I booked a holiday. And it was after a drag con, but I'd put like a tacked a holiday on the end, like a like a two-week holiday. And towards the end of it, I was so depressed. 
and it was because I had no way to like express myself or get creative and that was that trip that I really realized how important to my mental health drag is um so I think it's really good to look at what you want from it um and then practice 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 um that's all I can really offer um I I kind of did everything myself um I wasn't really helped at the beginning um uh I I I went out I practiced and I I achieved what I could um I think yeah don't take it all too seriously I think these days with drag race people look at it and be like oh my god I'm going to be a superstar just like them and what I have to do is this 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 and this because they're doing that just go and have some gosh darn fun that's what I say get creative throw some lipstick on cover yourself in glitter and uh just put good energy out into the world please good energy don't be like yes hunty fly mama oh my god you look and try and read people no, just be a good girl. Yeah. Good job. I have, yeah. I have to agree with that 100%. Because, like, when I started drag, I started drag three years ago. I fell into it by accident. And mm-hmm. I've, like, just started doing it all myself. Like, no one helped me get to where I am. Um, just people coming to my shows and building my confidence up. And then, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Here now talking to one of the best in Australia on my podcast. Oh, Stop it, please. You uh, keep telling me. No, it's <laughs> this is what's um, going to get you through the next six months. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think it's really true. Um, also, like, don't uh, expect everyone else to like, like, yeah, because a lot of people are like, well, I'm going to get a drag mama, and she's going to do everything and tell me how to do everything. It's like, no, no, that was a very American thing um, yeah. that was kind of brought to light by Drag Race, like prior to drag race we're like what the hell's a drag mother what like, yeah i've already got one mum <laughs> yeah yeah it's like why do i need another one for like guys um yeah yeah um do you think um with coming back to that like drag mum drag house whatever else what's the best way to approach if you're wanting to like get a mentor and i think mentor's a good word rather than drag yeah mom. um I, I don't know if I can uh, offer like, you know, sound advice because everyone is different and everyone uh, likes to be approached differently. Everyone, uh, their, their process is differently. There's so many drag queens out there that are desperate and love to like share information and love to like scoop people up and help them out. Like, for example, like Polly Filler, a good friend of mine, she is just always so willing to offer out advice or um, tips or, uh, uh, opinions, even if they're not wanted, um, but, <laughs> but like she is just so helpful and uh, loves that. Whereas other people are a bit more reserved and like they don't do well if you're like, "Hi, like, uh, can I be this? Can you show me this?" Blah blah. blah. Um, I think a lot of like mentorships and everything happen naturally. Um, it's kind of what happened with me in filming years ago. Um, I guested in one of her shows. Uh, years and years ago and then she really liked what I did and 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 like what I was bringing to the table so then um she booked me to do like the show with her permanently and then through that us working together on shows and productions we both helped each other it was kind of a big um amalgamation of two two worlds of drag because filmer is 20 years my senior so um she would be teaching me all about like uh drag styles and um um, music and and uh, uh, even like 
old school, we'd build sets together for shows and everything, all stuff from like, you know, that she learned in the 90s and early 2000s. And then I, I kind of brought like the new age um, uh, twist to things and, and current pop culture references and stuff to shows like that. So we, that, I, would, I would say that was almost a, a mentorship because we both learned off each other. But it all happened very, uh, very naturally. It wasn't like I was seeking out anyone to be like, can you teach me some things? Well, you know, that'd be good. So that was a big non-answer to what you wanted. But yeah, I, um, I guess it comes back to networking, going out and networking with other people. That is, and... a very, that is a very, very good word, actually. You don't just sit at home and, well, you have to for now. But when things are back to normal, don't just sit at home and be like, why aren't they coming to me? My God. Um, go out to the shows, go out and support them, get to know them. Um, you know, it, it's it's how we used to book gigs back in the day. Um, you know, if you were gigless, you'd show up to the club, you know, every single week in a full face and mingling with the guests and blah, blah, blah. And then they'd get to know you and then you get booked for guest spots and then you get booked for permanent nights and blah, 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 blah. Networking is very, very, very important in this industry, um, especially face-to-face -face networking. Yeah. I think that's, I'm so lucky with the networking part because I come from an events background where events is like networking. It's like, that's mm. what you live and breathe. So I guess when I started out, it was just networking, 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 networking. Yeah. So yeah. Um, do you have any top makeup tips for your queens? Um, top makeup tips. Um, well, practice, 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 practice. Um, I'd say... Uh, take photos of your makeup as well. Um, I, I've documented every single face I've, take, I've put on ever. I've got photos of every single makeup I've ever done, right from when I was like 13, 14. And I've always used that as a point of reference to look back on things and to uh, reevaluate and see what I could do different. I guess it's very analytical of me, but um, I've always been into documentation of everything. I, I, I love it. Um, so I definitely recommend doing that. Um, and I think also invest in your like base product. So invest in like a good brow block, a good foundation um, and setting powder. And then everything else you can skimp out on cheaper products and just explore and have fun. But um, if you're going to invest anything, because makeup is goddamn expensive, especially when you're starting as a drag queen. Um, so invest in those like key foundation products um, and then you can slowly expand your kit. Um, to you know more luxury other things like eyeshadows and lipsticks and lashes and stuff but um yeah you you, you can you can make like crappy eyeshadow work very easily but um yeah yeah um i feel like everyone's gonna love this one what do you use to block your brows <laughs> <laughs> Did you say I'm allowed to swear? <laughs> You're allowed to swear. Oh, it's fucking prosade, all right? <laughs> oh, love that it. Will, so glad that got brought up. That will haunt me for the rest of my life, but I kind of love it. It's yeah. quite funny. For, th for those that know, because obviously there's so many people, I get like new people coming into like my socials and they see me with this white shit all over my face and they're like, why are you using it on your eyebrows? And for everyone that's been around for a while, they're just like, oh. <laughs> It's fucking prosade. Jesus. I can't, I'm not the only drag queen that uses it. Like, why do I get asked all the time? I think it's... Like, I feel like it's, I feel like it's a common product now. I imagine... I, I can understand, like, two or three years ago when it was newer and not as many people were using it. But now it's like, you see the girls on Drag Race getting white stuff on their eyebrows. Oh, well. Yeah. 
everyone just likes to watch you. I feel like because a lot of your stories, I watch you religiously. Oh, it's, wh- it's like it's while I'm waiting for my prosate to dry is when yeah. I have time to like talk. <laughs> yeah, so, it's like just me in a makeup chair with a wig cap on and white stuff on my eyebrows, being like, "Hi guys, I'm gonna be doing this. I'm gonna do that. I'm doing well." But people love that. <laughs> yeah. They love it. They feel like they've connected with you at a prosate yeah. level. Yeah, it's true, it's true. <laughs> Which brings to me, like, I guess a lot of people, like, makeup is amazing and you can pull a face like no other. How do you keep your skin so good? Um, you would have to ask my, my housemate how I keep my skin so good. He has uh, organised a skincare regime for me and because I have no idea about skincare, he just blacked out all the labels on the bottles and wrote morning, night and sometimes. So... <laughs> But, um, but before that, uh, I think, honestly, just what has kept my skin good is the fact that I, I, I was doing drag, like, you know, five, six days a week, that it was just forcing me to look after my skin because I was, by look after, I mean, like, wash my face and clean my face and cleanse my face because I was just putting makeup on and taking it off so often. Um, whereas, you know, sometimes if you haven't had makeup on, you're like, well, my face is clean and you'll go to bed, but you've still got oil and crap all over it. So I think that's kind of what um, has looked after my face. There's another theory amongst us drag queens um, in Melbourne is that TV paint sticks or super colour from Krylon, there's something in it that preserves all of our skin because all the drag queens that have been using it their whole life, their skin is really like quite lovely. So and like they look beautiful. Amazing. Yeah, it's definitely that. Um, uh, yeah, so I really, it's it's a lot of maybes, but I've, I've got lots of time to, um, you know, deconstruct it at the moment. I'll, yeah. We'll work it out. We'll do it. We'll do a, con- a, a control patch on my face and we'll do with paint stick, without paint stick. I'm going to look like a checkerboard. I'm very excited. Yeah, that's amazing. Because <laughs> um, everyone goes to me, how's your skin so amazing? I was like, are you so to get my makeup on. Well, that's what I mean. I think it's just the fact that we are putting makeup on and taking it off and it's such heavy duty stuff too. So you actually really have to scrub your face, not just grab a makeup wipe and like, you know, like wipe it over once. Like we're, we're scrubbing and getting it off. So I think that at least like encourages it. I don't know. Yeah. I know. We're just perfect humans, I guess. Um, that's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> this is probably my favourite question I got from someone um, is, what are your cat's names? They're adorable. <laughs> Ah, uh, so we have two cats in our household. We have uh, Pickles, who is my cat. He's the ginger one. I've had him for, oh, maybe like six years now, five or six years. Um, he's lovely. He's he's like a dog. Um, so he, he's my guard cat. He's very playful. He follows you everywhere. And then we have the fluffy lump that is Effie. And she is, um, she is just the moodiest cat. She is the best bitch stare in the world. Um, resting bitch face for sure and she is just a heat-seeking missile so if you sit down anywhere she will find you and sit on top of you and suck all the warmth out of you um, but I quite like her so between the cats we've got yin and yang because she's really like lap catty and like you know boring uh, <laughs> and then Pickles is like playful and crazy but he'll never sit on your lap he doesn't like that he doesn't at all he'll just sit next to you and watch you and be like you're up buddy yeah, good. Yeah. No, they're lovely. We yeah. love our fur babies. Oh, yes. I wish I could have one in my apartment, but I can't. So annoying. Um, I think they just... Pa- oh, no, that's Victoria. Sorry about it. Yeah. They just passed a new law where, like, 
uh, animals are allowed in all like rentals. Um, like they're not allowed to discriminate against like people that have pets. Wow. Of course yeah. it has not Like you guys have, were the first ones to go into full lockdown pretty much. And then you know, yeah. our borders are still open. Everyone's welcome. Um, <laughs> come on in. <laughs> yeah, come on in. Give us Corona. Um, <laughs> we're, so, we're so welcoming here. <laughs> Bye, Corona. Um, yes. Um, this is, I love these questions that I've been getting in. Um, what made you go, wow, I've made it? Have you had that oh. moment? Wow, I've made it. Um, um, <laughs> I could be a, a dick and be like, when I finished putting the zip in and I looked at the dress I made, wow, I made it. Um, <laughs> no, I know what it means. Um, I think I've had that moment quite a few times because my level of um, made it gets I achieve it if that makes sense yeah. like I mean my first time I thought wow I've made it is when um I was booked a, as the host of a show in Melbourne at the Greyhound Hotel um the GH Hotel which was called Boylesque and I was booked to be the host every Friday night with this massive team of like fabulous boy dancers and like I was hosting to this room of like I don't know it was like 500 people this massive stage and I was like and that was like my second year of drag and I was like wow I've made it there's a photo of me like trying the lot Simone these massive red curtains behind me and all these people and I was like shit that was the first time mm-hmm. the second time was when like I got to be um in like a feature film and I was like on set and I was I had my own like trailer and I was like oh my god I've made it and then it was like it, it and then it was like oh the bachelor we're gonna get to be on the bachelor I was like shit like I've made it. it's so exciting and then it was when I was at like DragCon, I'm like next to RuPaul at like New York DragCon standing there and I'm like, shit, I've made it. So it's like, I've had quite a lot of those moments and I, I have, where I pinch myself and go like, oh my God, like this is, this is everything. Um, and, and then it's like, okay, I've done that. How can we up this? How can we up this? Um, always striving for, for bigger and better things, but yeah, I guess I've had a few of those moments is the answer to that. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like you set yeah. a goal and then you reach the goal and then it's like a new goal. and. Yeah, yeah. It's like I'm playing a video game and I, I finish the level and then yeah. we're up to the next level. Is that relatable? I'm a gamer now, by the way. Yeah. Um, that is so, that's such a good way to put it, though. It's just like, yeah. oh, you've hit level five. Okay, the next one is level 10. Yeah. You really hit. Um, yeah, so we're in a bit of a hard level at the moment, but I think we will get through. It's yeah. a bit of a longer one, but I think we'll get through and we'll we'll get that flag at the end. Oh, you will. I believe you, one hundred percent. I feel like we've covered this a little bit, but we haven't quite answered it. What is your main goal for your drag? Um, I think I honestly I would love. I really want to represent Australia on more of an international level. I think um, I, I definitely never want to abandon or like leave Australia or move away. I thought that's what my goal was for a while. I was like, yeah, I'm going to move overseas. I'm going to fall in love with, and I, I never do. Like every time I travel overseas, I'm like, ew, these places are gross compared to Australia. Um, so I think that would be really wonderful. I, I And I really want to achieve, um, Oh, that's another wow I made at moment was the Amy ad when we were doing Amy. Because um, it brings me to the point, it's like, I really want to keep striving to bring more drag to the mainstream. Um, and every time I get to do a little thing 
that does get pushed out to a wider audience as opposed to just our, our kind of queer, queer peers. Um, that's a real pinch myself moment. And I think that's what I really want to keep doing because when I was a kid, like there wasn't people like me in on TV, in ads or on this, in that. So, I, you know, I, I didn't really feel like I, I belonged. So I think the more I can do of that, the better. And, and that's to be there for, like, I've got a little niece now and I'm so excited about the world. She's going, well, after the next six months (laughs) in the long run I'm excited for the world that she's about to grow up into and really seeing her grow up is really pushing me to make sure I can do what I can to make it a better place for people like her so yeah I think I think that's my like my goals at the moment but also be rich and famous oh my god that'd be great too oh yeah (laughs) which actually probably brings to me like um, you have a massive following on your socials and all of that kind of stuff. Do you get much trolling? I no. Oh my god! Don't don't don't, don't make that happen now, though. No. <laughs> but no, I think um, I'm quite I'm quite lucky. The only ever like negativity that comes to me is from little whispers that come back from like jealous drag queens that are making fun of me or being like, "Wow, what about this?" or spreading little rumors. But as a whole, I think like it's all quite positive and that's because I, I only really try to put positive stuff out there as well. And I think that's one thing with myself is I, I, I only live my life like authentically me. Like I'm not being fake or strange or uh, putting on a facade or anything. So I'm not hiding behind anything. Yeah. So no one can really be like, well, actually she hates cats. It's all a lie. <laughs> like, Imagine. Um, oh God, <laughs> that'd be a hard lie to keep going for all. These I know, years. right? I oh, know she's actually allergic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think. Yeah, I think that's that's. I'm lucky in that respect. The only trolling I ever get is I used to get people used to make fun of my nose all the time, and people would be like, "Oh my God, look at that clown nose." Um, but you know, that's kind of it. I'm quite lucky. I've also like really trained up my. Um, following to be like a good bunch of people i think um because why else would they be following me if they're not into what i do um also the block button is very handy fyi isn't it oh very handy because the only other ones i get are like the god hates you you're like bye (laughs) see ya don't care (laughs) yeah i haven't got those ones yet so i'm lucky well i mean I, I have, but because uh, I do drag story time. Um, of course, of course. So I've been... Yeah, I guess, yeah, I can only imagine. I think the only time I got like real negative stuff was when um, I replaced Santa Claus um, on Chapel Street uh, for, for Christmas. Um, they got rid of Santa walking up and down and they put me in a convertible driving up and down Chapel Street, uh, blasting All I Want for Christmas is You, which sounds fabulous, right? Yeah. Um, and it was. Like, when I was actually there, it was so much fun. It was, um, well, as fun as it can be being in, like, faux fur at, like, 2 p.m. Mm. in the afternoon in full sun yeah, in summertime. But um, it was fun. All the shoppers would be smiling and waving and, like, well, here she comes again. <laughs> like, it was, But, like, the internet got hold of it and um, then all, you know, I was uh, uh, being terrible for the children and, you know, I was putting my perverted views on them by, um, you know, replacing Santa Claus and oh. it, it got, I got a bit dark during that period, but um, 
we got through, we got through, because it was mainly just these, like, online keyboard warriors that weren't even from Melbourne or Australia even. Um, it just picked up some traction because of lovely Daily Mail. Thanks, guys. Oh, Daily Mail. We're going to love them. I've been yeah. watching their, like, um, following up with the corona stuff. It's so funny. I'm just like, don't believe you, but... I don't know who writes that stuff, but, I mean, sometimes it's funny just to laugh at it and be like, lol. Yeah. But, Vinny yeah. would laugh. Yeah, yeah, so I can only imagine what you, you've had with um, uh, Drag Queen Storytime because um, that's a hard thing for people to process, uh, apparently. Like, Yeah, so I've started like a series on the podcast where I interview people that do drag storytime around the country. Um, yes. We talk about it in full depth and it's amazing and a lot of us have the same view on like you just don't fight back really. Um, and they've got nothing else to give you. So they have to stop really. So yeah, when you don't feed it, it can be really tough because we, we, we love to stand up for ourselves and we love to like, you know, fight a battle, but sometimes you just have to, um, just not feed the fire and just not let, you know, not let it happen, which, yeah, it's like, God damn, I want to show you that you're an idiot, but you just have to step back. think of the children think yeah. of the children oh gosh yes think of the children but um and i just laugh at people because like the last drag story time i had i had 220 people in the room and we took over the yes. whole city library so i'm just like huh i win i don't need to say anything else but yeah yeah that's great um this one is from foxy foe um, and I believe that you guys know each other from the Yes. Um, her question is, what's your favourite place to perform in Australia and internationally and why besides your hometown? Oh, okay. My favourite place to perform, um, oh, damn it. There's one place that I, I used to, oh. <laughs> Oh, the Broken Heel Festival. Yes, that's good. Yes. <laughs> Tick. Um, no, the Broken Heel Festival is actually a really wonderful place to perform. I guess it's not like a venue, but as terms of events and stuff, that is very, very, very fun and uh, feeling like no other, especially now that we have our new giant stage, which is very luxe. Um, so I definitely say the Broken Heel Festival. If we're talking about like specific venues, um, it used to be the Greyhound, the GH Hotel. Um, uh, and uh, my favorite venues these days actually just come down to what has a nice dressing room. <laughs> like, oh. No, talk about my favorite place to perform. I don't sometimes don't care about the crowd. I don't care about the stage. I'm like, oh, but that dressing room girl, they had a bathroom in there <laughs> and they had a little, they had a bar fridge with a Red Bull. Oh, so I used to really love performing at, um, a family nightclub where Fluffy was for a while because they had a gorgeous dressing room. <laughs> so if you ever want to treat a drag queen, put put a nice dressing room in there for them Oh, with a back entrance and a direct door to the stage and you will just have happy, happy chappies. Um, but in terms of international Mickeys, I would say, or Mickeys in, uh, in LA or um, Roscoe's in Chicago, I think they're quite on par for different reasons, but those two have been my my absolute favourite um, uh, to perform in. Oh, now I've got another one. I've got another answer. Oh, just give it to us. 
They'll love it. The other, uh, the other type of place I love performance, I love performing in Spiegel Tents. So um, I've done a few seasons in Spiegel Tents now. We did a massive one in Perth, um, in, the, in the Perth Spiegel Tent, which is like a 600-seater Spiegel Tent. And there is nothing more fabulous than being in the center of like this Spiegel tent and you're just surrounded by hundreds and hundreds of people. And those events are always different because people buy tickets to go to see that, that show. So you've kind of already won them over. They want to be there. Whereas sometimes if you're performing in a bar, um, the entertainment comes secondhand because they just want to go out to drink. They're like, oh, there's a show disrupting my drinking time. So you have to like win them over a bit more. But um, when you're in a Spiegel tent, they've all bought tickets. They all want to be there. They're all in a good headspace for everything. Um, and it's so magical. I love it. I love it. I love performing. Just don't <laughs> give me a dressing room that is like uh, a janitor's closet because I've had that before. Oh, haven't we all though? I know, I know. Disabled toilet. Yeah, disabled toilet with six other drag queens. That was lovely. And, and no one guarding the door so the public can just walk. I once did a gig. Um, I won't name names, but I did a gig and it was like six drag queens in this disabled toilet. And then we get a knock on the door. We're all our shits everywhere. We get a knock on the door like halfway through the night. It was like, uh, we have an actual disabled person that needs to use the bathroom. <laughs> and we're like, you don't have another one? Oh! So we're like packing up all our drag to make a path to the toilet. And then it was just so awkward because there's six drag queens standing in there, like stockings and bra outside a toilet. There's this poor like person in a wheelchair, like wheels past us and uses the bathroom. Oh, oh that's <laughs> awkward as fuck. <laughs> so venues, if you're listening, key point, have a dressing room. Please, please. With a mirror. A mirror would be lovely. A full-length mirror. Oh, well, no, that's a bit going too far. <laughs> okay. Shoulders and up. <laughs> it's fine. Just a mirror and a dressing room. With yeah. a fridge. Yes. Oh, perfect. Um, what's something you've had to learn the hard way? Um, nothing lasts forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, something I've had to learn the hard way. It's quite a, like... Um, metaphorical question, isn't it? Um, I guess, oh, taxes are hard. (laughs) Oh, aren't they? (laughs) I know, taxes and and banking and everything, do that the right way, otherwise you'll get, like, in a lot of, well, I haven't gotten in trouble, but, like, it it got to, like, a few years down the track, and I was like, wait, am I meant to be doing something with this? And they're like, "Uh, have you not been doing any taxes? And, like, Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes, I have. I definitely have. Next minute, I'm at the taxi counter. Help me! <laughs> Throws receipts. Um, yeah. So we have to learn the hard way. I'm not quite sure on that one, actually. Um, I mean, the tax bit... one is really good, especially if you're getting into business. Like, this is. Well, it's leg- legitimizing business. That's, I guess that actually is true. And that, um, you know, we'll say like, six, seven years ago, every venue would pay you in cash. You'd get like a little envelope at the end of the night um, and that'd have your like pay in it. And we worked for a few venues that the tax department went right down on them. And then the the tax department was calling all these drag queens who who they'd found on the books and being like, how much money have you been getting? And blah, blah, blah. Um, So there was this big change and drag was being legitimized into a business where we had our ABNs and we were um, sending through our invoices and doing all of that. Um, so that is a very good thing. Make sure you look into that, get your ABN, do it all properly. Um, yeah. And 
keep it above board, please. Uh-huh. But, yes. Um, what are your thoughts on RuPaul's Drag Race? I mean, it's a lovely show filled with lots of entertainment. It's good. No, Drag Race is fabulous. Um, it has been a wonderful thing that has is, is helped uh, create more job opportunities for all of us. There was a big, like, uh, even my, myself, I was a bit like, ooh, at the beginning, because we were just constantly being compared to the drag queens on there or the, the type of drag or people were starting to use the lingo over here and we were like, that's not what we say or do or speak. But um, in hindsight, it's like you, you kind of had two options. You can kind of fight drag race and be like, no, I'm not going to do any of that stuff. Or you could uh, join it and work with it and use it to your advantage. And that's what I ended up using, using and being like, no, this is cool. And it's a pop culture phenomenon and people love it. And it's all around drag and I love drag. So what's the problem with learning new styles of drag and aesthetics and all of that as well. So I think it's been a wonderful thing. Um, it definitely needs a little bit of a freshen up um, in terms of the format and the casting. Um, but as a whole, I think it has been really good for, for all of us. Yeah. Um, if, yeah. Cause it, even the same thing happened with Priscilla. I was, I've, I've talked to drag Queens that are around in the nineties and they hated Priscilla. They hated it. They're like, this is not what our drag is. Like, this is not what we do. Everyone's calling us Priscilla and Priscilla's the goddamn bus and blah, blah, blah. Like, they were so against it. Um, there's a drag queen called Tabitha Turlington, an article that she wrote for one of the gay magazines in the 90s. She shared it and it was her opinion piece on why drag race was, I mean, sorry, drag race, why uh, uh, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, was like ruining drag. Um, so it's very funny. It's like, it comes over and um, and they've been through it before. Um, so, yeah, in the long run, I think we'll look at it and be like, no, that was really good for us. It was good. Yeah. yeah. And if Drag Race Australia happens, are you signing up? I mean, I would have to, you know. I'd have to. It'd be very fun. Um, you know, it's very scary to put your life in the hands of, like, editors but because yeah that's the only thing any reason why i would ever not do it was because like i've worked so hard without a show you know what i mean to like get to where i am and it could all be ruined in a second you never know yeah. but you've got to have confidence in yourself and that's what i was saying earlier like i only I, I stand by everything that comes out of my mouth i stand by my personality and my everything so you know if i do shit in it maybe i will shit after all you never know <laughs> <laughs> It could be a good wake-up call and be like, oh, no. Yes, I should have got that other job. <laughs> that other job after high school? Yeah. Um, what would you say the most challenging thing is in drag? Shaving. Amen. <laughs> Fucking hell. It is the worst. I don't know how you do uh, it after six days. Okay. Oh, I know. I know. And I've gotten a, I'm going through a, uh, a body hair moment where I'm like, I'm not... I used to get the worst ingrowns on my chest, like nasty and sometimes it would look worse than if I just had a bit of stubble on there because I'd have like big red like splotches everywhere so I've just like started wearing costumes that hide my chest just to like cut down that for the moment um but shaving is gosh darn hard and not and it's like I was like just get laser I'm like well I want to have my facial hair sometimes so I don't want to laser it off but um because sometimes you'll shave and your razor bumps on your face are worse than like the stubble that was there. But yeah, yeah, shaving's really hard. Um, what was the question again? What's the hardest bit? Oh, the most challenging thing about most drawing. challenging. Yeah. Um, 
I think that and the other, and for a more serious answer is um, drag is disposable now. Um, so once you've done something, everyone has seen it because of social media and uh, whether they were at the venue or the event or not, they've seen it. And if you pull it out again, they're like, oh, there's that thing again. Because they're used to watching, for example, like Drag Race, where it's like every week is something brand new for them or like five brand new looks or five this or like this and that. So I think the hardest thing that I struggle with is the fact that, um, yeah, drag is disposable now and um, I can't invest as much time and effort into performances or looks or things because they see that for three minutes and then they want something new next week. Um, so that's, that's, I think that's the, the hardest thing in working out when the time is that you can uh, put that extra effort in um, because you used to be able to really develop performances um, and make them extra special because before social media and iPhones and Insta stories and Snapchat, um, you know, the only people that would see that performance would be the ones in the room. But now the people that see it are across the world. Um, so, you know, because it was only people in the room, you could do the number again in a couple of weeks or the next week and really develop it. I think that's what I really enjoy going back to like performing in Spiegel tents is because those Spiegel tent shows are a set show, I got to do the same like numbers every single night and it really helps me develop them and work on them and find little intricacies and little movements and timings with music that make them uh, extra special and funny and more entertaining. Um, so I think, I think that is actually one of the most challenging things is just the disposability of drag. Yeah. Um, I mean, which, and it, yeah. Coming to Spiegel tapes is that it's a produced show. You aren't allowed your cameras or phones. No, no. So like, people don't tend to film them either. Um, or they might just take a photo of the curtain call or something like that. So um, it, it does make that a bit more special. And you can, you can really put something out there you're really super proud of because you've really developed it and worked it. And, um, yeah, so I think I think that's that's kind of a big challenging thing at the moment. Yeah, um, yeah. And how also because that that just eats into your money as well because oh. drag is so expensive. So yeah, that's the other hard bit. What is your most expensive drag item that you own? That was another question I got sent through. Oh, drag most expensive drag item that I own. I think it'd probably be my checkerboard crystal outfit because i think there's like oh there'd be like five grand worth of crystals on there maybe more um it's it's a couple of my outfits i think some of them i don't actually know how much they would are because i've done all the crystalling myself but if you factored in like if i had to insure it you have to factor in like the labor that went into it yeah um so i think it's there's a few frocks that are definitely up there as very 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 expensive um that my big rainbow crystal one um I've, the one that i wore in texas it's like floral with crystals all over it and that um yeah i think and that took like the, i think it was like four different people that worked on that one so i think yeah some of my outfits some of my uh, are the most expensive but actually none of my stuff is expensive don't rob me it's all really shit you don't want any of it thanks yeah, it's all crap. It's all crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had to, I had to like get uh, continence insurance and looking at my wardrobe and being like, how much is this worth? Was a very scary moment because I was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would have hated that moment. But you've got lots of time now to reevaluate all of that as well. Go through. Yeah, really. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go through catalog it, um, move out some older pieces, like some stuff that 
wasn't like custom made some like off the rack stuff I can pass down to the up and comers and see if they want it um yeah that's amazing I think... though I think that's how you grow a community as well um, yeah um what would you like to see more of in the community so the LGBTQIA community hmm um I don't know oh I might I feel like I'm on in a pageant what I would like to say is um, world peace and, um, <laughs> and no a, coronavirus. I can go back to work. I know that's the main thing that's on my thing, my mind at the moment is, um, yeah, I I really don't know how to answer that one at the moment. I'm, um, it's okay. I I could give you like generic answers that everyone would be happy with, but I I, I don't know if I have a new thing to add to that, like a new point of point of view or, or ideas but um i think i think it's we're all going to be different after this as well um this this whole uh corona issue and i think we're really going to see where we stand when venues and doors open again and if everyone does come back because my only fear is that we're all going to just get used to doing this and I'm I'm scared that there will won't be a community anymore because communities to me have always really harvested when we've been in these live venues and we're hanging out in these safe places and safe houses with one one another, and I I just really hope that we can form all that again after this and people are are gonna come out and um, really rebuild what we did have yeah. because I think we're about to see a lot of venues not make it through this. Um, and because there's a lot of venues that were just like week to week and don't, uh, and I I don't know if we're going to have those safe places. So I hope we can all unite and rebuild and, and get back to where we were. Um, fingers and toes. Fingers and toes. We'll just be, at the end of the day, just be that community that we yeah. were. Yeah. Which I think is perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think we're getting to the end of it, but. This is a, probably a big one, um, especially now going through Corona and stuff. How do you cope with the bad days? Um, I, I don't, I, I don't really, I don't think I have a, a correct way to deal with things just yet. Um, I, I, I'm all for distracting myself and distracting other people and, and um, making people happy. Um, on the other days, I guess. I don't know, I switch off my phone when I can and I, I like to just remove myself from situations for a little bit. But I'm very much like a proactive problem solver. Like if you have a fight with me, I have to solve it there and then because I don't like sitting down in the dumps and being like all miserable or being like, oh, what's going on? I'm like, all right, so here's the issue. How are we going to fix it? <laughs> I'm very proactive in that respect. So um, I, I, I kind of tend to work through issues as we go. But I guess we're going to find out how I deal with all of this because it's all fun and games at the moment because I'm enjoying that I've got time to catch up on all the jobs that I've not been able to but when they're all done yeah 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 I think definitely surrounding yourself with some uh, great people as well like um, I've got some really good uh, friends and family and um, I think I think that's really important as well um, my biggest thing at the moment is realizing that I don't have any, cause other people are like, well go and do an activity or a hobby you like. It's like, oh, well drag was that. Drag was like, it's my hobby. It's my like passion. It's my like, um, 
the things I do when I'm not doing drag, I'm still doing drag things. So I think I'm definitely going to be finding out other things that make me happy as well, or other things that um, uh, can distract me or entertain me. Because, um, yeah, that's right, because I'm a gamer now. So. You're a gamer, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that is for sure. And I think this is the perfect one. I love that you're like, I would not even know how to play computer games myself. So, Oh, my God, I'm still working on all that. I used to be really into them when I was, like, in primary school and I was, like, on my Nintendo 64, but... It's all very different now. I don't yeah. even know. There's so many different like things that you can do. I'm just like, I have no idea. Uh, my hobby is recording podcasts, I guess. Um, there you go. Yeah. Um, I think this is the perfect one to finish off this podcast recording with is, what's your favourite colour to wear? Oh, rainbow. Rainbow. There we go. Rainbow. Um, yeah. I love anything bright and technicolor and rainbow and every single color you can think of. I love rainbow. Um, uh, my favorite color is blue, but I think I'm happiest when I'm like every single gosh down and sparkly color and my hair is all different colors and my makeup is all different colors. Uh, I just love rainbow, 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 rainbow. Rainbow. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining me on Yas Queen. I've had the best time learning more about you and I hope everyone else has, but I think this will be probably like our part one talk with you. I'm sure I'll get you back on to discuss more, even probably through Corona. Fabulous. Fabulous. After Corona. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, And if you have any questions for Art Simone for the next time I interview, um, shoot them. Thank you for listening to Yas Queen. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, subscribe, and tell your friends and family. If you have any questions about anything and everything, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Yas Queen Podcast and send them through. Once a month, we'll compile all the questions and have them answered by queers and allies from around the country. Until next time, my name is Timberlina, Top Shelf Talent. Call yourself double. Peace out. Love you all.